Welcome to Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. Everyone, Mike Vogel here for Break the Ice. Welcome to the latest of it, <laughs> latest edition of our podcast. Joined by Caps forward Marcus Johansson, coming to us ten days after he was reacquired from the Seattle Kraken uh, at the trade deadline. And Marcus, um, thanks for spending some time with us. First of all, um, but we're, we're going to obviously go back and do do a little bit of a deep dive. Um, there's 376 as of today 376 Swedish players who played in the NHL and you're the only one from Landskrona who, who's made it um, to, to play in the league so just wondering your your earliest memories of of growing up there and attaching yourself to the game I know you had an older brother um, a lot of guys seem to be that that's their way in their dad or their older brother but what was your entree into the, the game of hockey? Uh, how old were you, and what are your earliest memories of all that? Yeah, you're correct. My brother played, and I think that was the main thing. I was the younger brother, and I followed and tagged along. And uh, our dad played before that, and you know he got my brother into it, and then I got into it, and we grew up close to a hockey rink. Right outside our door was a kind of a, I don't know what you say, like a roller rollerblade hockey rink that we were on every day we could and uh just kind of grew up around hockey and and uh yeah had hockey in the family kind of so uh yeah that's how it started yeah and you mentioned hockey in the family I feel like you didn't you have like an uncle I feel like I read this in your draft thing way back in 2009 you had an uncle who was uh what was it what was it what uncle was it yeah. Gunner? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a good player. He uh, and then he was a coach for Farrystad, where I play later, mm -hmm. uh, in the SHL uh, for many years, and he was coaching in Malmo as well in the in the top league in Sweden. So, uh, yeah, it was hockey all over the place. Um, and then, at, at what age did did the did you become aware of the NHL and start to have like favorite players? And, and, and at what age were you when you started to maybe have dreams of one day playing there yourself? I think kind of, you, you know, around teenage, probably, I think that's when you, you know, start, you know, you saw on the news of Peter Forsberg and, and, and all the other Swedes uh, in the NHL. And I think that's when you kind of started looking at that a little bit, but, you never really watched any games growing up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were in the middle of the night and all that. So, uh, never really watched any NHL hockey other than the news. And, uh, but yeah, I think everyone we played, we were on the street playing and, uh, yeah, you were imagining being, being an NHL player and, and all, and all that. So it's, uh, it's been a dream for a long time. Did you go to the, the SHL games with your family? And, yeah, and I did. Such? Yeah, like yeah. I said, my uncle was, was a coach, and when we went to my dad's hometown, we went and watched games. And uh, when they came and played down in, in Malmo, which was close to right where I grew up, yeah. we went there and watched as well. So uh, saw saw a lot of uh, pro hockey in Sweden growing up, for sure. Um, how was it that you you came to be associated with, with Farias Stads and you went and played there um, – I mean, the, the year you were drafted, you actually played there against men as an 18-year-old, played well, and played a lot of games. And not only that, I mean, that team won the, the league that year. Yeah. Typically, when you see those 
the, the, the guys who are drafted toward the end of the first round or, or later, they seem to either not play a lot or, or if they did play a lot in that league or some of those European leagues, they, they played on, on pretty poor teams. How was it that you played so much and were, were such a, a, a big part of a, a championship team as an 18-year-old? Uh, I mean, I think it was just lucky. I, I, uh, I went with them on a preseason tournament. Uh, they had a couple guys hurt, and I just played really well. And, and after the tournament, they told me to hang my stuff up in, in their locker room and stay with them, and, and that's kind of how that started. And uh, I guess I got a little bit of an opportunity, and I took it. And, I mean, that's uh, I mean a little bit of luck and, and all that. needs uh, to, Everything falls in place. But I played well, and I took the chance. And, and from that point, I kind of just stayed there. And you played in the World Junior Championship that year as well and the, the, the next year if, if I'm yeah not that's right yeah um what was that season like where where your team is playing so well you're you're trying to you know adjust to, to playing against men and you've got scouts watching you and you're 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 probably aware of the fact that you're going to go somewhere in the first round or you know be at least a, a fairly high draft choice as far as swedish players that year i'm i don't I don't mean I don't think I made too big of a deal of it because I mean, yeah. uh, it was still at that point very big for me just to play in the SHL and play with uh, some of the best players in Sweden at that point and still learning a lot and so I think I was just focused on that and trying not to uh, worry about too much of what's going on around. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's the whole thing is just uh, it happened so fast too. I think from I was going to play in a couple divisions down. That's the kind of the mm-hmm. youth program they had uh, in Farrystad at that point. And uh, then all of a sudden I'm up there and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's watching kind of. So it just happened really fast, I guess. Is it is it, as, is it even cooler now to look back and, and think that, wow, I did that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of players that kind of get a chance and, and it's it's hard to – you know, I don't know how to explain. It's hard to kind of get it to click right away because yeah. uh, there's so many good players. And and for me, fortunately, I just I played well when I had a chance, and that's uh, from that point on. It was uh, it went well. As far as getting drafted and and where you were going to go in the draft, having an agent, all that stuff. Were you um, did you have an idea of which teams were were interested in you? Did you go through the the whole combine and the interviews and, yeah. and all that. Yeah, I did. But, I mean, I was kind of uh, ranked to go late first round, early second round. And so there was obviously a lot of teams that could pick me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at the combine I met with like 25 teams or something. So I knew <laughs> I didn't really know uh, where I was going to end up. Uh, and when it happened, it was just really cool. I was barely paying attention when it happened. And, and I got picked. It was uh, – yeah, that was really cool. Um, and and that was in Montreal. Um, what was that experience like coming over and, and spending those few days there and and n- not really knowing what your future was going to turn into and then, you know, getting drafted by the Capitals and you, you, the place where you wind up spending the, the first seven years of your career? Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. I mean, it was cool to go with my parents, uh, go and have that whole experience. I had no idea what to expect at all and – uh, even coming to Montreal, have a few more meetings with teams, and yeah, it was it was special. It was cool, and it's something I think we'll never forget. Uh, 
and being able to share it with my parents too was was really cool. It was kind of a neat thing too that you were the first round pick. Dimitri Orlov was the Caps' second round pick, and the Caps took Cody Eakin in, in the third round. All three of you guys still in the league, still still flourishing. You got the most games played of those three guys. But the other night in Buffalo, when you guys played the Sabers, there was the first time that the three of you guys were on the same. NHL ice sheet since Cody Eakin's last game here, which was about 10 years ago this month. So it's kind of a neat little thing in that yeah. draft class for the Caps. There's only, I think, two draft classes that, that have produced more games played out of the first three guys, and Ovi, Ovi Greeny and, and Jeff Schultz was yeah. is, is one of them. But, I mean, you guys got a chance to catch them because yeah. you, you guys are three guys who are still, every time you're playing a game, adding to that total, Ovi's the only guy. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's cool. One man to beat. It's kind yeah. of a neat little <laughs> thing. Um, so I guess that, that summer of 2009 would have been your first chance to come here and do that, that summer development camp. When you think back to that, your your impressions of walking into Kettler, as it was known then, and um, seeing the whole lay of the land here in Arlington and getting your first look at D.C., what are your thoughts as, as far as just kind of how far you've come? You're, you're pushing 750 games in the league, and um, what are your impressions, or what do you remember about your impressions of the area then compared to, to now? Oh, it's changed a lot. This area, when I came back now, I haven't been around here, obviously, a lot since I left. And, uh, I mean, the mall is completely yeah. different and, and all the buildings around here. It's it's cool to see what's what's happened. Uh, but I remember when I came over, I think the first time I came over was when I signed my contract and Nikki signed this extension. We kind of had, we did that at the same time. And, uh, I mean, everything just felt big. And, you know, I mean, there was nine. 19 I think and it was uh it was just really cool to be here and I mean you walk in and you see all the pictures of of Ovi and and Greener and Baki and 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 all the players that were here it was uh yeah it was just really cool I was kind of I mean just being here I remember I had we had a little press conference in the locker room yep and yeah just a nervous young kid but it was uh it was cool yeah Ted was there and yeah and everything it was yeah they did make a big deal out of that yeah um <laughs> And then uh, you you went back and played another year at, at home before before you made the caps. But I I, I do remember you. I think it was on your twentieth birthday they told you yeah you, you'd be on the opening night roster. What, yeah. what do you remember about that? That was kind of a cool little thing. Yeah, I that think. was that was Bruce. Uh, he came up to yeah. me and said, "Happy birthday! You made the team." And I had no idea because I didn't know there was still a few guys left and a few uh, more guys were getting cut and and all that. So. Uh, yeah, that's just all I remember. And then I went and called my parents right away. That's, uh, yeah, he just came in and gave me a pat on the shoulder and said, happy birthday, you're on the team. What was that like, adjusting to the, the smaller rink size and, and just life in the NHL, life away from, from the ice? Because, I mean, when it's all said and done, you guys are only working, quote-unquote, working uh, here, what, 20 hours a week maybe uh, you, you you wind up with a, a fair amount of free time on your hands yeah I mean the ice sheet I mean it's that's uh that's pretty different it's it's such a different game over here than it is back home it's faster and I mean obviously the smaller ice and, and everything but uh I had played world juniors with smaller ice and and I've done it a few times before and I kind of liked it uh 
you know, it just feels like a quicker game, and I feel like that suits me pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I, I never – I mean, it took a little bit to adjust, but I liked it from the start. Uh, so there was never really an issue, I think. How much did, did the success that you had playing in the Swedish League and playing in a couple of World Juniors and being a captain of your World Junior team the second time and, and winning medals at that tournament both times – how much did I mean? So you had degrees of success before you came here. How much do you think that helped you looking back on it now? No, I mean a lot. I mean that's uh, obviously what you want to have. You want to be part of, of teams that are doing well, and uh, you learn a lot about that and, and kind of winning culture and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's uh, that was great for me, and I think it was a good experience to be captain too, and uh, kind of help lead a team as well was was a good experience so I learned a lot through those years how much did it have help having Nikki around who had made kind of forged a path that that was similar to the one that you were trying to yeah I mean down? that was huge I mean Nick took care of me the first few years and uh kind of showed me the ropes and taught me how everything works and and all that so uh you can't ask for a much better guy than, than Nikki to have to, to do that so uh I was very grateful and, and fortunate to have him here when when I came. And you hit the ground running pretty well. I I I know you had a I think it was a hip flexor pretty early in that season and um the only minor league games you ever played were basically just a rehab to kind of shake off the uh the rust of of a couple of Yeah, I remember that. It was pretty early. I I got caught in a in a rut on the ice and yep. pulled my hip flexor uh pretty bad and it took I don't remember how long it took, but uh, yeah, and I went to to, sh- to Charlotte with Hershey and played two games, and then came back, and uh, that was good too. Good experience to to play with them, and uh, I think that's it. Kind of helped me get back into my game and my groove a little bit. And you scored thirteen goals as a rookie, which is pretty good for that era. Playing on a, what was a really good team when you got here too. I think they won the President's Trophy yeah. the year before you were here, um, and. If I remember right, too, you you played a ton on the PK. I think you were among the league leaders of rookie forwards in in shorthanded ice time. So uh, I feel like, though, most Swedish players who come over here, and Nicky's a great example, too, you guys seem to be pretty schooled in the defensive aspects of the game. Is that something that that was just ingrained at at a very early age? Because the next Swedish player I see who comes over here and isn't, you know, pretty good away from the puck will will probably be the first one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because the ice is so so much bigger. There's so much more room. You kind of have to – defense is pretty pretty important. And uh, if you don't play defense well, it's just too much space uh, for the offensive players. And I think that's just something you have to learn. And the Swedish elite leagues uh, is very, very defensive and, and good defensively. And uh, so I think that's just something that – when you grow up playing on the bigger ice sheet, I think it's something that is part of it, and, and especially in Sweden. Any memories from that first season stand out? First goal, f- first anything, any any yeah. realizations? Oh, oh, wow, I'm in the NHL now. Yeah, there was one. I think it was my first. I mean, obviously the first game I remember. Uh, I remember my first home game, which was the second game. We played against Jersey, and I got jumped by uh, in the end of that game. We were up like 6-2, and all these fights started happening, and then, this big guy jumped me, uh, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, I think was his yeah. name, yeah. And I remember that a lot. It was kind of, I didn't see that coming. Uh, 
but yeah, the first goal and all that, I think, yeah, there's a lot of good memories and uh, kind of fun to look back at. The playoffs that year too, you uh, you scored your first two playoff uh, goals in the same game, and and that was first round series against New York. Uh, I think I don't know. I think that series was tied. You guys were in New York, down three nothing, going to the third period. Semin scored, and then you scored twice to get that thing into OT. Oh yeah, I remember that when you say it. And yeah. and Chimmer scored the game winner on a really really ugly yeah goal right. in double overtime. But uh, th- th- that was um, there was a whole lot of Bruce had had sort of uh, gotten the uh, Rangers fans a little angry. Yeah. Uh, we are louder. I remember all that, that kind of yeah, stuff. That was, was cool. It's kind of a wild uh, first entree. But uh, you know, when I think back to your um, the, those two goals stand out because they were your first two playoff goals, and then the the last playoff goal, the last goal you actually scored in a Caps uniform was a an overtime series winner. In yeah. uh, in Toronto, yeah, uh, in twenty seventeen. But w- when you think back to those those playoff uh, runs here in Washington, what what stands out? Because obviously you left the year before. These guys kind of solved everything, figured everything out. Obviously, it's you you can't paint them all with the with the same brush. But I feel like there were there were similar things that that sort of held you guys back. Uh, yeah, I mean, next. for a couple of years, it was the Rangers, right? We couldn't get by, and then uh, we struggled with Pittsburgh for for a few years, too, and I think it was almost like a m- mental hump to get over. Uh, and I knew when Wash made it past the second round that year, I knew they were going to win because it was kind of like, okay, now they're going. Now, uh, now they got it, so it was uh, – but yeah, it was it was frustrating because we had such good teams and we we knew we could beat any team. We just, I mean, it was almost like it was mental. Once we got down or something, it was uh, so that was pretty frustrating. You were able to have your dad come on a lot of dad's trips during during the time here, and he was he was a lot of fun. Um, he was he was one of the ringleaders, I think, uh, of of the guys. Um, what what was that like to be able to share life in the NHL um, with your dad? And, and were you guys able to do that at all after after you left Washington here? I know the last couple of years, nobody's been able to do it. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of years we haven't, obviously. And, and one year in Jersey, I think it was, we did a mom's trip. Uh, or it might have been Buffalo, actually. I think it was Buffalo mm-hmm. we did a mom's trip. Uh, so it feels like it's been a while actually since we did it last time, but yeah, those are some cool memories. I think, uh, sharing it with your, with your parents, both mom and dad, but I think the dad's trips where we did the first what, seven years here, uh, it's just cool to, for them to be able to come and, and see how everything works. And I mean, times they were in meetings and, and stuff like that too, which is, uh, I mean, my dad has been around hockey his whole life too, basically, but to see how it works at this level, I think it's something that they cherish a lot and, uh, to kind of get into our environment a little bit and, and all that. So that's, those memories are just, uh, are great to have that with your, with your parents is, uh, special. I remember at the, uh, the start of the, the lockout shortened season, uh, 2012, 13, uh, that would have been Adam Oates' first year as the coach here. Um, obviously they solved the lockout pretty quickly and 
teams had maybe a week of training camp to try to get ready to – and you guys played a, a preseason game against the Reading uh, ECHL team out here, and you and Ovi wind up colliding um, – and I think that caused you to miss maybe the first twelve games or yeah. so of the uh, um, of that season. How, how much did that sort of put a put a crimp in in that season? I think you you may have had another uh, concussion later in your career when you were in uh, yeah New Jersey as well. Yeah, uh, no, I mean it's never fun. I mean, and and that year too, we had like you said, it was a shortened season. It hadn't been the same, and then. Now you're missing even more. Uh, was very frustrating, and and especially with the head, was, I mean, it's never fun. Uh, so yeah, that was a frustrating year uh, for me. But I mean, it is what it is. These things happen, and and you just gotta try and try and forget about it and move on. It's been, I mean, even later on, it's been frustrating with injuries, and it's been these kind of fluke injuries uh, left and right that. Uh, that's very frustrating. It's hard to, to get consistency to your game and, and kind of feel, you know, like you're in the floor and, in, and you know, the way you want to play when you're hurt every every now and then and you miss a bunch of games. But it it's, uh, it's unfortunate and, and it's not fun, but those type of injuries, there's not much you can do about it. When, when the Caps traded you to New Jersey, was that – a surprise, a shock to you? Yeah, I didn't. That point? I didn't see it coming. Uh, had no idea. So I woke up with uh, about a two hundred text messages, and because uh, I was in Sweden and it happened, I was sleeping, and I woke up to mm. it. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a shock, but kind of learned that part of the business too. Um, you spent as, as we talked about the first seven years of your career in this organization and you've been with a handful of organizations since what's that been like to kind of go around and see obviously every organization has their own culture their own and and you probably in your seven years here saw some culture changes from you know every time there was a coaching change there was there was a conscious attempt to to change what had been um the culture but what's that been like to to kind of see behind the curtain and see how different teams do different things. And I mean, some of us have, have only seen one way. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, it's great to see. I think I've, I've learned a lot throughout it. Uh, and it's uh, like you said, every place is different and every place has their kind of way of doing things and, and all that. But I think it's a good experience to have. I've learned a lot from it, from it and, and grown from it as well. And, uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been kind of a weird ride the last few years, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's just how it's gone, I guess. But you played in some, some pretty good hockey markets since you left here too, specifically, I would say Buffalo, Minnesota, Boston, but let's talk about the Boston, uh, stint because that, that's a little different. You're, you're getting traded at the trade deadline. That was the first time that, that happened to you. What was that experience like, having to move your whole life and and get up and running right away? Because obviously this is a team that had designs on a deep playoff run. They had given up assets to get you, and they want you there as soon as possible, and they want you to hit the ground running, which you were able to do. I thought you were excellent down the stretch there, and especially in the playoffs. And you, you go to Game 7 of the Cup Final with them. 
Yeah, no, that was that was a great experience. I feel like I was in Jersey. I was like you said, I had uh, concussions and, and stuff, and I was uh, hurt quite a bit. Um, came to Boston, and I feel like their game fit me very well. And uh, I think in the playoffs, there, that's the best hockey I, I've I've played in my career. Uh, and I mean, I think just their their way of playing hockey and how they did it fit me really well. And and uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was tough to lose Game Seven of the of the finals, but uh, again, a good learning experience, and it was really cool to be part of that run. I felt like we we had a really good team, and we had a good chance of winning. Uh, but yeah, that Boston was a really good experience for me. What what made it such a good fit? The the way what about the way they played uh, fit fit your game so well? Do you think? I don't know. That's a good question. I think they they played fast hockey. They they hold on to the puck and make plays and and aggressive type of hockey. I feel like they, you know, skate a lot and and forecheck and uh, even the defensive play was very aggressive style. Uh, and I found that that just it fit me well and and just felt like I can go out and play and and not worry about anything kind of. So uh, yeah, that was uh, it. Just worked out well. And then last summer you get the opportunity to to sign with an expansion team and and kind of grow something or be part of something from from day one, um, which I, for me I, I think that's an incredibly appealing thing for for a player to be able to do. Really, for for anybody in the game to to be able to do what what went into that decision and and what was that like as that played out for you over the next six or eight months until you came back here. Uh... I mean that was it's been incredibly cool. I think that it's a great organization from from day one. Uh, uh, I think that decision came from. I mean, had a lot of injuries. Even last year, I was I had a few tough injuries that made me miss a lot of games, and uh, it just kind of felt like a good place to get a little bit of a fresh start and kind of start over and and try and be healthy this year. Which knock on wood, I've been pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missed a few games in the beginning of the year, but other than that, it's been been good. So it was uh, that was just kind of what it came down to, and at the same time, being part of something new like that was was cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been fun being part of that. I think it's not something uh, a lot of guys get to experience, and uh, it's a it's a cool city to 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 be in. The fans are great, and and it's been loud there, and it's been. Uh, it's been cool to see everything kind of build up from from the ground. Did you have a chance to explore the the area around there? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, not too much. I mean, it's been a lot of games and traveling, and then COVID restrictions still. When when we got there, and uh, but yeah, it's a Seattle's a beautiful city. It it rains a lot, but it's a beautiful mm-hmm. city. And then you, what was it like to to? I, I'm I'm guessing you probably had an indication they 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 were pretty aggressive about clearing house and, and trying to accumulate as many draft picks as, as they could and assets, young players. And obviously that that's where they are in the standings. So it couldn't have been a surprise that you were traded, but were, did you see it in the cards at all or a return to, to Washington? And what were your thoughts when you learned about that? No, I was kind of hoping it would be Washington. I mean, it's one of the places I wanted to come back. I feel like, I mean, we were here a few weeks ago with Seattle, yeah. and it's still, you know, you come here, it still feels like home, and it's still, you know, you know everybody, and uh, it's always been very special coming back, playing here. Uh, 
and yeah, I was kind of hoping. I didn't really know if I was going to get get traded or or what because they didn't say much. We knew that. I mean, everyone knew that they uh, were going to make some moves at the deadline, but uh, they never really said what the plans were. Uh, so I I didn't really know. And when it was here, I was just really happy it was here. It was fun to come back here and to again a great team that you know we wanted to have a run with and. Uh, yeah, it's it's just I'm really excited to be back here. How much of a difference does it make comparing the Boston experience to this, where you're you're traded at the deadline again, but you're traded to a place that, like you say, you've you've got familiarity with not only the the ge- geography of the area, but with the the people as well. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely different. I mean now I'm I'm here. It's, it's it was a long flight. I don't have my family with me. I don't have. I mean, it was kind of when I went from Jersey to Boston, I could just drive up there and bring whatever I needed. And it's a little bit different like that this time, but uh, doesn't really matter. I think I feel like it's uh, like I said, it kind of feels like coming home a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm not. It's uh, it's not hard at all that way. It's just I'm. It's just a lot of. Uh, a lot of emotions coming back, and I'm happy and and excited, almost too excited on the ice. I feel like I'm, mm. you know, I want to do everything at once, and and you know, but it's been uh, it's been very fun. It's fun to hang out with the guys. It feels like you know the the core group is still the same, and uh, at times it kind of feels like I never left, really. So, and you played all three forward positions um, in your in your time in the NHL. Is is there one that you feel more comfortable at than it, than any other at this point? Yeah, I think I'm more com- most comfortably uh, on the left wing. It's yeah. kind of where I've been most uh, most of my career. But I'm fine playing anywhere, whatever I can do to to help. Kind of, it's always been my my motto. But uh, left wing, I think, is where I've been most comfortable, and that's where I guess most left-handed forwards that you know, unless you're center, there mm-hmm. are comfortable. So, uh, but I'm up to play anywhere. Well, you. You're going to be playing against Minnesota on Sunday night. That'll be game 740 for you in the NHL. And, and against another one of your, your former teams, it seems like we've had a run of those since since you got here too. But um, what would you say is the biggest difference in, in the way you approach the game from, from game one way back when when you were 20 years old to, to game 740? What's the biggest difference in that and just in the, in the, in the way you, you, your mindset has evolved over, over that period of time? I don't know. That's a good question. There's, it's still, still just as fun. It's still the same adrenaline kick when you get out there and the fans are going. And uh, I don't think it's changed that much. I, I think I do the same things, and I, I want to win just as much and, and even more. Uh, when you're young, you kind of just go out and play and and not worry too much. Now you, you know, there's nothing more than than you want to win. So. Uh, other than that, I feel like it's the same still. Well, we're thrilled to have you back here. Thank and, you very and, much. And it's been, it's been great to see you back sporting the, the old number 90 out there on the ice. And, and we wish you all the best. And, and hopefully you, you, you get to go on a deep run with these guys this, this spring. We would all love to see yeah, that. Yeah, I would love that. Thanks Thank to Marcus Johansson for spending some time with us on this edition of Break the Ice. Thank you very much for having me. This has been Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix. 
the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. If you like the show, please leave a review.